happy Sabbath on this rainy morning Sabbath. I want to encourage you. So we bow our heads for a word of prayer. Oh, gracious Father, as we open your word this morning, help us, oh Lord, to grow. Help us, oh Lord, to change. Help us not to accept something that you would not want in our lives. And help us, O oh Lord, to be a light. In Jesus' name, amen. My sermon title this morning, before I get into that, I would like to invite you at some time in the future, if you don't have something to do on a Sabbath morning other than Tallahassee, come visit us in Crawfordville because we are doing a remodel program and you'll be surprised at what's going on inside that building. So we want to encourage you to come visit us. But my title this morning, The Angels Cry, home dies, the church suffers. Do you have the Spirit of Christ? This morning we look around ourselves and we say, where are young people? Where are the prodigals? Why are they not coming home? Could the problem be here? Could the problem be us? For our scripture reading this morning said, said this, and I'm going to go to there again. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, but if in He does not belong to Him. I'm sorry for that failure. Listen to what it says. What does the Spirit of Christ look like? We alluded to it in Sabbath school. Can we disagree with someone and still show them Christ? If we can't disagree with them, Christ. Do we have the Spirit of God? Jesus healed many lepers at the same time. Bob, what am I going to do? Grab Okay, okay, okay. All right. Spirit, what does it look like? Jesus healed ten lepers. Only one came home, came back. The other went. Did he withdraw? He was bothered by it, but he showed Christ-likeness. And he knew before, when he healed them, nine would not come back. Do we show kindness to those we differ with? Our home should be where the grace is felt by all. When our home's not where grace is felt by all, the angels cry, the family dies, and the church suffers. Ellen White described it this way. In the home... Those who have received Christ are to show the grace has done, show what grace has done for them. A conscious authority pervaded the true believer in Christ that makes an influence felt throughout the home. This favorable for the perfection of the character of all in the home. Listen to what she's saying. It's how we live in the home that translates 
a picture of Christ to everybody that we come in contact with. It's not the other way. Just, oh, people outside the church see Christ. Folks, if people inside the home don't see Christ, the people outside the church are going to see through it. The angels cry. The home dies. And the church suffers. So what does this grace look like? It's pretty easy. But the fruits of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. This morning, I am a, a lover to be on time or be ahead of time. You ever meet a person who loves to be ahead of time? I'm so sick about it. One time my wife said to, I said to her, when I die, bear me 15 minutes before scheduled funeral. So you can tell everybody else they're late. She says, you're sick. This morning when we were getting ready, I was going to help her get to the car. I'm here to escort you to get to the, to get to the car. She says, that's all you're really saying is, you're here to hurry me up. Then she flashed this picture to me on the way up of this guy, the car overgrown with vines and outside of a, uh, outside the house and then under the words, he is waiting for his wife to come. It's all overgrown. Are we patient? Do people see joy? There's a right religious mold in the world of industry, industrial mold. They make patterns, and they pour castings. If that mold is not right, I end up with a piece of what? Junk. Scrap. And it can be just a little bit off of what it needs to be. But it's still what? Scrap. If I was sending Bob to the moon... And I let him get a halfway to the moon and then I tell him, well, Bob, I have a little problem. My calculations were one degree off. Is Bob in trouble? Will he ever, ever see the moon? Chances are, never. Chances of coming back? Never. Can we be spiritually in a spiritual mold that's one degree off what it should be and lose everything we want for heaven. This morning, if the home of the professed Christian had a right religious mold, I love the word she used there, that mold. I love how she says this. They would exert a mighty influence for good and they would indeed be a light to the world. We want to have the mold of Jesus Christ. We want Jesus Christ, that pattern maker, to make that mold so that I can be molded in the right way. This morning, the right religious mold is sweet aroma everywhere. It doesn't say it's a sweet aroma to those outside the home. But it says it's a sweet aroma to the home. Listen to what it says. But thanks be to God 
who always leads us in triumph in Christ, manifesting through us a sweet aroma of the knowledge of him. How many places? What does it say? In every place. Goes on to say, for we are a fragrant of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. And think about it. I want to be a fragrance to just the saved, or do I want to be a fragrance to the one who are lost? Now, what is that picture of? It's a picture of an apple dumpling, right? Do they smell good when they cook? Do they make you feel good? Make your tongue water? Anticipate? Does my Christian experience or your Christian experience make others anticipate Christ? There was an article in Review and Herald. Man said, I do not pray for the prodigal sons anymore to come home. He went on to describe this. I pray for the church that it may be a place where the prodigal son wants to come home. You see, that prodigal son looked home and he said, I want to go home. Even as a servant, I want to go home. Wow. Are we such a place where Christ is felt that the prodigal says, it's time to go home. They have something better than that. This morning, the wrong religious mold. You get a piece of scrap out of it. It's no good. The wrong, what's wrong in that head up there on that screen, it's cracked between two vowels. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you a teacher of Israel and you do not understand these things? Nicodemus was one percentage point off, wasn't he? This is just a little bit off. He knew what God wanted, but he was still trying to do it himself. Nicodemus, you look at that story when he says, how can that be? And Nicodemus was playing a cat and game, mouse game with the Lord because John the Baptist was out there preaching repentance, wasn't he? He was baptizing. And people were making decisions. And Nicodemus says, I don't have a problem. And Jesus says, you have a problem. And how can you miss it? This morning, the wrong religious mold causes the angels in heaven to cry. And this is what it says. You think yourself sufficient to be the head in your family. You feel that your head is sufficient to move every member as a machine is moved in the hands of a workman. You dictate and assume authority. This displeases heaven and grieves what? The pitying angels. I want you to understand a husband is never a dictator in the home. Because he never represents Jesus Christ with that spirit. 
know, I'm going to step on toes, and I'm going to. Some people are going to say, "Where are you coming from?" But listen to what she said. My wife can make some decisions better than I can. She has more knowledge on it. I'll give you one. I hate bookkeeping. She loves to keep records. She can tell you where my money's going. Just give me my little spending money for the month and I am the happiest guy in the world. But don't hand me that checkbook and tell me to balance it because that's not my fun. And that's her, what she does well. You see, God has created a helpmate. And when she says, when one or the other in the home dictates, the angels cry, the home dies, and the church, what? Suffers. The wrong religious mode produces the dictator in the home. You have concluded, conducted yourself in your, in, in your family as though you alone were capable of self-government. It has offended you that your wife should venture to oppose your opinion or question your decision. There's a balance, folks. The home dies. The angels cry. And the church, what? Suffers. The wrong religious model destroys the home. You see, I have a brother-in-law. I'll tell you, he has a model of, of what a wife should do and what a what a husband should do are two different things. When I was dating my wife, my car had to be, well, spotless. It was clean before I'd go for a date. No fingerprints on the windows. Seats were all wiped down. All this. And one Friday afternoon, my sister, my oldest sister, and her husband was there, and I washed my car, wiped it all down, just moved back to the next car and washed it down. He came out and said, no, don't wash that car. That's Anna's job. That's my sister, Anna Jane. He said it was her job. Her sister going over here, no, no, not that right. But you know, I laugh about that. But God has given us skills that balance each other off. When one says, I'm in complete authority. The family, the angels cry. The family dies. And the church suffers. Nabal, he had the idea that he was the ultimate authority and the ultimate boss, didn't he? Look at the story in the Old Testament. He said, I'm the ultimate boss. He misused David's servants and he sent them home. He ticked off David, didn't he? David's coming down with his men and they were going to make sure there's not one male man alive in Nabal's household in just a few minutes. Abigail says this, please do not let my Lord pay attention to this worthless man. Nabal, for his name is so, and so is he. 
Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord, only said. Dictatorship in the home creates a crisis in the home. The angels cry. The home dies. And the church because when there's a dictator in a home people do things to get around them that cause them to have to lie to that dictator so we are not doing right either this morning our homes the wrong religious mold produces a restlessness in the home it does it described it this way, no matter who you are, it is, the, it is the mind and the heart and the sincere purpose in the daily life that make you va- the value of a man. It's not his position, his value. His value is who he is, who he lives, is the mark of the value. Restlessness and talkative and dictatorial men are not needed in this work. She went on to describe, therefore, too many of them have springing up everywhere. I believe when we have the wrong religious mold, it creates restlessness within the dictator and also restlessness above in the people of the home. They've tried to find ways to get around the hardships because there's no reasoning in that home. The angels cry, the home dies, and the church suffers. The proper mold produces respect for one another in the home. We have already more than more of these self-important ones than we want. God calls for modest and quiet and sober-minded youth, men of mature age who are well-balanced with the principles, who can pray, pray as well as talk, who will rise up before the age and treat the gray hair with respect. Oh, that's learned in a home. I can remember as a child, my parents, my father had a rule. If any relative came, you had to come and sit down in the living room. I used to have a relative called Hallie Gray. He would come and tell the most whopper stories you ever heard. He did tell some whoppers, and a lot of them were true. In fact is, he was very interesting. And I wouldn't have learned some church, I wouldn't learn family history if I hadn't sit in the, sit and sit in that living room. And my dad says, when you're, well, you must come in and sit. You can leave after a while, but you have to come and sit and pay respects. I'm telling you that children do learn and are blessed when the mold of a home is right. And when people are blessed, when you can come into a home and says the Spirit of Christ lives here. But it's not found 
is found where their spirit is, where our self is, is, is where, where there is a modest and quiet and sober-minded and men of mature age. And this is God, God is calling for our homes. If it's not there, the, chair, the angels cry, the family dies, and the church suffers. The good mold promotes willingness to sacrifice for the spouse. Sometimes Jesus said to Apostle Paul, said, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for God is saying our home should be where everybody learns how to give. Learns how to model Christ. When it doesn't happen, the church suffers, the family dies, and the angels cry. The right religious mold is not arbitrary. I found this in my looking for something here. It says, John Adams said these words, and you cannot read them on that screen. Nip the shoot of arbitrary power in the bud. It's the only maximum which can ever preserve the liberties of any people. I'm going to change that to preserve love in any people. Because the arbitrary spirit destroys love. This morning, you have a peculiar view, she writes to one man, in regard to managing your family. You exercise independent, arbitrary power which permits no liberty of the will, liberty of will around you. That's not the home that God described. For you should see S. Lewis said, and I alluded to this in Sabbath school, free will always provides two choices. The right choice or the wrong choice. And an arbitrary spirit never gives the free choice. And love will die. And the family, the angels of heaven will cry. The family will die. And the church will suffer. The right religious mode speaks kindly. You ever hear people say they talk to their plants? Huh? How many talk to their plants? My wife does a little bit. She talks to her bird all the time. But notice, this sign says, if you speak kindly to plants, it help them, it help, helps them grow. Imagine being kind to humans can do. Think about it. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but eat righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For who, for he who is in this way serves Christ in an acceptable 
This is acceptable to God and approved of men. When we're kind and we show the kindness of Christ and we model the mold, we're molded in Christ's way and that kindness and that joy and that gentleness show out, do you not think people want to be there? Let me tell you, if you want to have a harsh spirit and you want to be exacting on everything right down to the last dot and T, but not have love or compassion, you will drive people away from Jesus Christ. The church this morning needs to return to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, and kindness, which there is no law against. And I guarantee you one thing, our young people will see something that they want to come home for. The church, the angels cried, the church, the family dies and the church suffers. The wrong religious mold scolds and frets. How many have ever been fretting and scolding? And I need to know, get moving here. I'm conscious of that fact. But how often we, we fret and we scold? Scolding and fretting never helps, she writes. Harsh and angry words are not of the heavenly origin. Scolding and fretting never helps. Instead, they stir up the worst feelings in the human heart. That's what needs to be going from our homes. The harsh and scolding words. She goes on, the right religious mold brings honor to God so that they may encourage the young women. They're talking of Paul writing, encouraging. Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, talking about older women, to encourage the young women to love their husband, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. We need to have mutual respect in our homes, not just for our spouse, but even our children. They need to hear when they do wrong, they need to hear their wrong, but they also need to hear the words, can I help you fix it? Can I help you to give it this problem over? Because when they don't hear it, they often hear the opposite. And our homes don't bring honor to God. The right religious mold demonstrates the love in the home. She writes this words, words. They, suggest, they suggest that a pledge. She says a suggested pledge. Think about it. If every husband and wife would pledge this to each other this morning, it would be well for every man to sign a pledge to speak kindly to him in his home, to let the law of love rule his speech. Now that's the ideal that everybody in this room, and I'm saying everybody, including this speaker, has let things fly that should have never flown. 
said things that you wish you hadn't even said and you shouldn't have said. This morning, I think we need to take that pledge, don't you? Going on the right religious mold is dependent upon God. You and I can't break that mold. We can't even pour that mold. But we can be the casting that comes out of that mold. Well, here's what she says. The man is to make, a, make earnest effort to overcome that which is hindering him from attaining attaining to perfection. A lot of people like to stop there, folks. I, I want to go on and read that next sentence because this is a, most important. But he is wholly dependent upon God, the pattern maker, for success. I've stuck that in. For the human effort of itself is not sufficient. Without the aid of divine power, it avails him nothing. We need to want to repent. We need to want to change our homes so the angels can sing the home be a blessing and the church rejoice. The right religious mold is made by God, not made by us. It's God's work and man's work. Resistance to temptation must come from man. Who must draw his power from God? And that's all I'm going to say. God is the one that makes it. And on the one side, there is infinite wisdom and compassion and power. On the other side, weakness and sinfulness and absolute helplessness. The wrong religious mold opens the door to evil. Okay? You can know all the prophecies. You can tell me 1844. You can give me the end of time. You can tell me about the state of the dead. But if I only, you can only tell me that, but the people cannot feel the love of Jesus Christ. All you are is a big bang and a noisy, annoying rattle. That's it. I want to be more than a noisy rattle in a car. I want to be something that propels people closer to the kingdom of heaven. Here's what she wrote. Call upon God calls upon believers to cease finding fault, to cease making hasty, unkind speeches. Parents, let words that you speak to your children be kind and pleasant, that the angels may have may have your help and drawing them to what? Christ. It's time that we quit causing the angels to cry, the home to die, and the church to suffer. The wrong religious moan shuts heavenly angels out. And I don't want to shut an angel out of my heaven, out of my home. I want angels to come to my house on Friday evening, don't you? And what describes it, angels love to come to the house. We need the angels there. But here she goes on. A thorough reformation is needed in the home, church. Let it begin at once. Let the grumbling and fretting and scolding, what? 
cities. Those who fret and scold and shut out the angels of heaven and open the door to what? I'm not one to open the door to you. Sometimes our fretting and our scolding has done the wrong thing. Even though we were saying the right thing, we were saying it the wrong way. The right religious mode promotes happiness. If you divest yourself of selfishness and strengthen your soul by constant communion with God, you may promote the happiness of all with whom you, what? Come in contact. Wow. A power that God wants to give the church this morning. He wants to give us this morning. As the person said, he no longer prays for the prodigal son to come home. He prays for the church to be something for the prodigal son to come home. You are willing to know, if you, you are willing to notice neglect and inform the ignorant to encourage the oppressed and desponding, desponding, and as far as possible relieve the suffering, you will not only point the way to heaven, but you will be walking in the way yourself. It's time that we quit causing the angels to cry, the family to die, and the church to suffer. It's time we ask Jesus to mold us. The wrong religious mold is selfish and harsh and dictatorial, restless, arbitrary, scolding, opens the door to evil, and is overcome by the temptation. That's it. But now let's take a look at the right religious mold. It influences for good. It's a light to the world around you, to the world. It respects others, even if you don't see the eye to eye with them. Sacrifices for others is not arbitrary. Speaks kindly. Deals with his own jealousy. That's the soul that is healthy. Brings honor to God. Depends on God. And resists temptation. I want the right mold, don't you? I want Jesus to be my pattern maker. And I want him to pour my mold perfectly. That I am gentle, kind, peaceful, loving, caring in my home. And then it will come to the church. And the prodigal will come home if he chooses. Because the true biblical model always leads to freedom of choice. But I want to make it so beautiful that they don't want to choose something else. With Christ in me.